This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Listen, it's time to jump on into it with your pals, Nat and Jess, and catch up on all things women's health and fitness. Welcome to the best podcast of your life, babes. Listen, (laughs) we're also very humble and um, very nice. Do you know how someone yesterday in the gym say that they hear us on the radio at the time? And I was like, wow, people listen to the radio. That's great. <laughs> hey, but, Carlos is here. <laughs> don't be cheeky. No, it's just because I don't listen. Like, when I get into my car, it's either Spotify. Yeah, you're the same. Spotify yeah. or Lisa Mills Music for my classes, you know, to learn for my classes. What do you I, listen to? Uh, Spotify. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, I have had a couple of people say that they were searching um, for stations and they've come across... Our voice. Our voices and gone. That sounds like chess. Oh, wow. That must be crazy. Yeah, so that I was kind of cool. What do I sound like? Do I have like you a You sound like Nat. Yeah, but what's like, like, like what's, I don't know. I, like for you, I would say you've got a soft, nice voice. Yes, which is why calming voice. we have to pull the microphone closer to yeah, me. Yeah, it's always way closer to, than just. But what do I sound like? Do I sound like, oh, yeah, that's a foreigner? <laughs> Uh, that interesting. We haven't um, practiced this, by the way, in terms of like, what are we going to talk about today? Oh, uh, no, we never do. The 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 only thing um, that I can tell that you didn't grow up in New Zealand is that you mm, um, mm, mm. accentuate I I different yeah, yeah, yeah. different parts of the world the word, yeah. and I just think it's the coolest thing. I just think you. I think you sound so That's very nice. Cool. I don't think it's cool, but thank you. I love it. Do you, do you get feedback on it? Mm-hmm. Or do people That's why not it's notice? not cool to oh. me. Yeah, no, I've had feedback on it over the last, um, how many years I've been here? I don't mm. know. Uh, tried to think, but I don't know how many years. Mm. 2006 minus 2023, what is that? Or 2007 even. Um, it was like as in, how many years ago was that? Yeah, sixteen. Okay, I've been here sixteen years. Um, in the sixteen years, 17? I've had a good handful, maybe a couple handful of people saying, "Wow, you you like have um, you emphasize really odd parts of the words? Mm. Why is that?" And I'm like, "I'm French, babes." And then they go, "Bonjour," and you're yeah. like, "I'm not here for you to practice <laughs> on me." Um, I yep. did have a thought though because I'm currently planning. To fly to the World Cup. Um, shout out to Polly, who yes. was very, very helpful with me this morning because Aww. I don't know if anyone so else sweet. has this, but I have, I actually have anxiety about traveling. And, and I'm, Aww. we were kind of chatting about it this morning and working out is it like a post COVID thing? Part of the anxiety that I have, honestly, Nat, is that. Uh, I'm going to be flying into, potentially with the boys, but flying into Paris, mm-hmm. right? And I don't speak French. Yeah. And I get massive anxiety now about the thought of being in a country where I don't speak the language and not being able to ask for what I need, get yeah. to where I need to go. Never been a problem See, in the past. Yeah, because you've lived in countries where you couldn't speak. Mm-hmm. The, do you think it's because you will be with your children alone, like Greg won't be flying in with you? 
do you think that might be part of the reason why? Because you have you don't have to just think of yourself. You have to think of these other two people. I wonder if that's. I mean, I yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Potentially, mm. potentially that's kind of the feeling of sort of like I'm responsible for these boys and they're going to be looking at me as to, you know, kind of what do we do, you know, sort of how do we um, navigate this. And I've sort of not, I suppose, been out of my comfort zone like I would have been in the years before we moved back to New Zealand. So a little bit. And the other thing is, so I studied French in school, yes, we've talked about this. (laughs) Uh, But I really have um, an aversion to trying to speak another language because I'm so scared of getting it wrong. Aww. So, like, I lived, I understand. lived in Taiwan for a year. I really don't speak any um, Mandarin, which is the, you know, sort of um, uh, main language there. They have five tones. I was always so scared of mucking up the tone that I just didn't bother yeah. even kind of trying. So, And I thought about this the other day, and I was kind of like, okay, so I'm feeling a little bit nervous about going to um, uh, Paris could I start revising some French? Duolingo. Sorry? Duolingo, the app. So good. Okay. I was just using it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yes, because he's learning French. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I wish I could fly in with you. That'd be so so much I nicer. Know, because when are you going in? September. When do you go? After Not a, until October, Because yeah. September, I think we fly in basically on like the first game day. Mm. So we're very much at the beginning of the World Cup. Where will you? No, you don't need to share that. I don't mind. Well, I don't think anyone's <laughs> going to stalk me all the way in Paris. I mean, they might. Who knows? Just no, just France. We'll just be in France. So starting in Paris and moving, moving. flying into Paris, yeah. and then um, sort of moving around. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but so the games lovely. are all over France, aren't they? Yeah, the pool games are sort of all over. The quarterfinals are in Paris, okay, and the semis so, okay. and the finals. But uncertain then how long we're gonna You're, be there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yes. Well, I wish I could be there to help you. I know. I actually thought, wouldn't that be fun? If I got really stuck, could I call Nat and get Absolutely. it to translate? Definitely. For sure. 4 a.m. I would yeah. do it. <laughs> there you go. I'd, do, I'd so do that. I've I mean, never I'd heard be like, speak French. Uh, yeah, it's quite funny. Is yeah. it? I mean, way? I think it's interesting. Oh, I just think it's interesting because last time I was in France, I went with Essie, Shani, Mabisreen, and her partner. And of, like I was doing all of the ordering and stuff, and I remember. I think they would be like, whoa, that's weird. Like, we haven't heard you talk French ever before, and we've known you for this long. Um, but also, I remember being like, yeah, it is a bit weird that I'm doing this right now. You know, like, I did um, just felt different. Really? Yeah, it does feel different. It's like when, yeah, yeah it's so different. <laughs> when, uh, when, someone, when you say, when someone says to you, you talk funny, and you're like, bitch, I'm French. And then they go, <laughs> um, say something in French. What's your phrase? What's your when they say, I say, I'm not. I'm not gonna. In French? No, I just say I'm not gonna. <laughs> just dancing. I'm not your. I'm not your monkey. Yes, bitch. yes, yes. I like <laughs> That's it. That's what I say. Yeah. No, I normally say, oh, you, you can learn somewhere else. Duolingo. <laughs> yeah, have you heard of this app called Duolingo? You should yeah. download it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they actually like they made this whole thing for people like you. <laughs> what would be important for me to have language-wise to be able to get through being in Paris? Honestly, they'll speak English. You'll be fine. Really? Yeah, you'll be fine. I've been the to Paris before, go, but I yeah. don't know why I'm so uncertain about Paris it. Paris is so touristy. Yeah, but they don't love speaking English. No, they don't. But, you know, like it's it's the World Cup. 
They're going to have to. There's going to be people coming from all over the world, you know. And they do, I think, appreciate Kiwis because of this rugby. Like, French love They do. Yeah. Do you know when we were in Paris last... Oh, maybe it was not Paris. Maybe it was Italy. Um, Someone asked... Well, they were like, oh, you're from Australia. You know how they always say that? And you're like, no, New Zealand. They're like, oh, all blacks. And then they were like, are you an all black? Mm -hmm. And he was like, yep. Yep. (laughs) Yep. And I remember being like... Oh, sis, we're going with that. Okay, yeah. All right. You should try it. You should try it again. Try it. They'll be like, they'll be like, oh, what number? We'll watch you tomorrow night. Why are you out and about? Shouldn't you be like, (laughs) sign this? No, you could just, you could, it could be your day off. They go exploring on their day off. I could be his manager and charge people. Great idea. Yep. Make, make, a, bit of, make yeah. a bit of make cash on the site. Yeah. Take photos charge, for them. Charge, and be um, like, yeah, give me some euros now. I know you have cash here. They do lots of cash. Like way more cash than we have in New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand is a very card. You're not yeah. in Carlos. It's a very kind of f posty Pay wave. Sort of yeah. pay, pay wave. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder where it's at. But feel free to call me anytime. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Anyway, that's not the topic. The topic is not the World Cup. If you're going, though, have fun. Imagine <laughs> if we did a podcast on rugby. I think you'd vomit. <laughs> I think you'd vomit right there and then. <laughs> I think it's your whole life is around rugby, that you do not want your babesless in life to be around rugby. It is at the moment. Jesus. Anyway. Yeah, but babesless isn't. And it doesn't have to be because no, we're talking about not. other things. Talking about other things, such as I mentioned that I get a bit of anxiety trying to speak other languages because I'm so scared of getting it wrong that I kind of don't even bother trying. Kind of segues quite nicely into what we're chatting about today, which is fear of. And we're going to chat about a couple of things, but the first thing that we might talk about, um, if you're okay with that, is this fear of failure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, so so maybe that's kind of where we started, sort of the fear of failure, and maybe try and work out, you know, sort of like, can I get past this fear of saying something wrong so I can just kind of give it a go and then maybe start to... But so for you, fear of failure, do you think, comes from being a perfectionist? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. So I did. I did a little bit of a um, a deep dive into fear of failure, and believe it or not, the phobia around failing actually has a name. And I'm going to try my best to say it. Oh, this is like exposure therapy right now. Oh. oh I listened to it before, and now how Just did it don't, go? Don't, don't, don't. A tiki phobia. A tiki phobia. A tiki phobia is um, so that's not a ch. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it sort of throws you, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, it is an irrational and persistent fear of failing, and um, it can sometimes emerge in response to a specific situation, like trying to speak another language. Mm. Um, in other cases, it might be related to another mental health condition such as anxiety or depression. And there we go. Um, While it's not recognised as a medical diagnosis, we can think of it as a sub-form of anxiety disorder. So it might manifest in um, extreme avoidant behaviour or um, very unhelpful procrastination. Mm. Might be related to being a perfectionist. Yes, we sort of covered that um, before. And the reason why is that perfectionists have such high expectations 
of how they want things to turn out, that they experience um, quite an intense fear about not being able to live up to those standards. So if you... So that's a bit of you? It's a lot of me. Yep, it's a lot of me. Um, So if you have kind of um, experienced this sort of fear of failure or if you're kind of like, I don't know if that's really me, here are some signs. So um, if you believe that you don't have the skills or knowledge to achieve something, you might have a fear of not being good enough at it. Um, so when's the last time you might have experienced that? Yes. So we were chatting about this not long ago. And that is... You and I? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. So um, we have recently... Oh, yes. yes yeah. Yes, yes, so yes. Nat and I are... Um, Sorry, I wasn't digging for that. But really? No, I wasn't. I was but yeah, like, share. Oh, I appreciate, appreciate <laughs> how okay, you got pushy, to this. Push it here. All right. <laughs> Not at all. I like it. Um, so we are presenters for um, Les Mills, which means that we uh, sort of four times a year get up and present new choreography to instructors. And um, it's it's a very cool gig and something that we're very proud to be a part of. There has been a fitness test recently as part of we are high performing. So therefore, you know, let's kind of see where we're at with... um, a fitness test, and some of the exercises that we did in it were. Do you want me to list it out? Yeah. Oh, really? It's okay. kind of. It's, I feel like this is kind of your the area. The thing. Um, <laughs> listing it out. <laughs> no, no, no. The, oh, exercises. the exercises. Oh, the thing with this fitness test is it's timed, so you have Good to point. do it quickly, and it's a lot of volumes. It's a lot of reps, pretty much. So it's uh, it's basically fifty of everything, and you can't just pick and choose the order. It's a certain order, and you have to get through a whole exercise before you move on to the next. So it's burpees, deadlifts. This might be the wrong order. Um, Squat press or thruster, push-ups, box jumps, and leg lowers with a bar in your like a heavy bar in, in your hand. And then the the weight is predicted as well. So like um, there's specific weight for females and specific weight for males as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the and it's time. So you're trying to do it as fast as you can. Yeah. So not an area of extreme confidence for me. Yeah. Uh, And so leading up to this fitness test, I was very much scared of not being able to do it well. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Or not, you know, kind of not being able to, you know, 50 push-ups on your toes, which... Yeah, that's the other thing. There's standards around like how low you should go yeah. for the push-ups, for the squats, how high the box jumps needs to be, and yeah, yeah. yeah. So that would be the most recent kind of experience. So what was I've your initial? Sorry, you finish being scared of failure. Yeah, yeah. So what was your when you when we first announced us, that we were going to have to do that? Your initial reaction was no. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, I'm not doing no it. No from a place of kind of like panic as a yeah. not no, not a no of like, no, I don't feel like it. Yeah, it just, was like Just panic. like, yeah. oh my gosh. But in, and I said this to you, so we, so there's obviously, there's a team, so we, we've got presenters in all regions of New Zealand and in um, the Christchurch or like Canterbury region, a lot of the 
people on the team are perfectionists. So mm. that reaction was similar to a lot of the others on mm. the team as well. Mm. And I remember saying that to you so you didn't feel alone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And then, but then you overcame that and you did it. Yes, I decided that uh, my goal was to finish it. Yeah, and N- that you did. And I did. And Yes, I did. And I felt it in my body for... I had doms for... I'm not the only one either. I think a lot of the team had... I think everybody did pretty yeah. much. Um, so we did it on Sunday. My body started to feel normal again on Friday. Yeah, no, same. Yeah, same. God, my hamstrings were so sore. Yeah, same. Like, uh, it, the thing is, the point of it is that you're pushing yourself, right, mm. to your absolute max. So everybody was very sore. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, that was the point. It was to take us outside of our comfort zone. Like, I remember tasting blood during it. Yum. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's just telling you that I wasn't cruising. It's not a workout if you're not tasting blood. Absolutely no, that's not the truth. <laughs> Don't listen to her. She doesn't mean it. She doesn't mean that. Um, but you know what I mean, though? Like, it's not like it was cruisy for anybody. No. No one found it cruisy. No. And I think that uh, there is reluctance to go to that place um, for me, like Greg would talk about it in terms of uh, sporting kind of high performance yeah. is breaking the wall. So you hit the wall and you continue to push. And that kind of, you know, that that's where people go into the real high performance kind of place. Um, I don't do that with this type of thing. Um, you know, also teaching classes on a stage, there's an element that's probably a little bit of a hangover from something like ballet, which is must always be in control, must always be okay, never look like you're putting too much effort into it, just be capable. And so potentially there's a little bit of a kind of hangover with Mm. that where my relationship with teaching group fitness might be different to someone who's come from a sporting background. Yeah, Yeah. So that's um, so interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. Because actually, you know, sort of, uh, and interestingly, you know, perfectionists tend to be attracted to something like ballet, and then that ballet sort of reinforces the perfectionist tendencies. But that's not what we're talking about today. (laughs) The other signs that you might, um, you know, kind of be scared of failing, um, that feeling that you won't be able to achieve your goal. So often, actually, you don't even try because you don't feel like you will be able to do well Mm. enough. Um, Procrastinating. Um, so that you don't even finish on time or you don't sort of do it. Uh, And managing other people's expectations. So you tell people that you won't do very well in it because you don't want to disappoint anyone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I do that heaps. Do you? Yeah. Well, you kind of go, I won't. I'm going to be awful at this. Okay. I'm going to be so bad. Mm. I think so that no one thinks I'm going to be great and there's no expectations on me. And then dark horse, you come out and you're Sometimes. like... Sometimes. <laughs> it depends on what it is. Yeah. Champion breakdance or something like that. Um, uh, underestimating your own abilities to avoid feeling let down. So that's sort of like you're managing other people's expectations. You're also managing your own you're expectations. Right, yeah. And uh, worrying that you will disappoint others if you fail. And, um, yeah, sort of that avoidance stuff around fear of failure. So you mentioned that you tend to manage other people's expectations. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, like, wow, Nash, you're going to be so good at this fitness test. 
Yeah, I think I used to do it more than I do it now, but it's something that I've always done. Even going into tests and exams and things like that, I've always been um, like, oh, no, no, I'm really not feeling good about this. I'm not, even if I'm like, maybe I'm like comfortable with it and I feel like I'm going to be okay. I don't do it as much now though. Like I Mm -hmm. didn't go into this fitness test saying that, did I? No, not to me. No, no. But also because I want to be more real Mm. than maybe when I was younger. You know what I mean? Like more real with like how shit would it be if I was like, oh, I'm going to be so awful. And you know deep down that you're like, oh, shut up. You're like, yeah. you've, you know, you've yeah. been, you haven't had an injury the last six months. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's discredit, discrediting you yeah. and of where you're at versus where I'm at. Yeah. You know, like that's, I want to be real with my friends. Yeah, true. Yeah. So I don't want to be like, oh, it's going to be so hard, and then I end up getting this time, and you're like, screw you, like you were, mm. you were absolutely lying, you, you know, mm. yeah, yeah. You pretended like we're on the same page, and actually, that's not the case at all. Exactly, like a, yeah. you know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm not gonna, like I, I was, I was, well, I'm always going to be real with you with mm. my friends, yeah. Mm. Mm. You did do very well. Do you do that though? Test. Like, did you ever um, manage people's expectations? Yeah, I think I do. I think I do it quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you believe you're going to do well in this particular thing? Um, Similar to you, I wouldn't pretend that I was going to do... Like, if I... Like, say, university is a good example of this recently, right? So if I was going into a test that I had studied for, uh, it wouldn't be that I, I'm necessarily hugely confident that I'm going to do super, super well, but I wouldn't pretend that I was worried about failing or, or pretend that you haven't studied it or what you have. Yeah, would, would not yeah, I don't I don't think that's very fair. But no. um yeah, it's a it's a bit of a balance and I wonder, you know, do you think any of that also is kind of almost like fishing for reassurance? Or fishing yeah, for probably. compliments yeah. or you know That's like, why I don't do it because I don't want a compliment. Yeah. Because you know how you know like I'm like I'm not your thing. Well I just it it um you know, I like it's the whole. We've talked about this on this podcast where I'm like, oh, I might not do it justice. Mm-hmm. My response might do it like opening presents. Yes. I don't want to open it in front of you in case yes. I don't do it justice. That reaction, yes. it's a lot of pressure. Like messages. Sometimes I leave messages on Instagram, and to be fair, I don't have um, notifications, but because they'll be like really nice messages, and then I might feel like I don't do it justice, so then I leave it for too long. <laughs> and then what do you do? Do you ever then respond? I reply. Yeah, I do always respond. I always respond. But when I'm like in a good headspace, yeah. <laughs> full concentration. Do them all at once. Full. Um, so, what, so what do you do if you are struggling with a fear of failure? Here are some tips and tricks that I've come across. Let's all use them moving forward. Okay. Uh, Is this for yourself? Yep. Okay. I just, I just <laughs> talking out loud really helps me to remember, which is why I do the podcast. Okay. Uh, so consider the outcome. Sometimes thinking about the worst possible outcome. And then coming up with a plan for how you'll deal with it can help reduce anxiety when you are pursuing your goals. Okay, so did you do that with a fitness test, for example? Yes. So what was the worst possible outcome? Slow. Was it not can't do it? I didn't. I knew I could push myself. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's I, good. Yeah, yeah, I actually, I, I didn't believe that I would fail as in physically I wouldn't be able to push myself. But I didn't think I was going to... Say under twelve. I knew I wasn't going to be under twelve minutes. I didn't want to embarrass myself, mm. but managing the expectations was sort of like, um, okay, so I may not. I 
probably I will not be one of the faster ones in this group, and that's okay. You know, nice. that was kind of my thing, and that's not normally how I think. It's either if you do it, you need to be good at it, yeah. or you don't do it because yeah. you don't risk, you know. Not looking, well, not, yeah. Don't, don't risk, risk being shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. being shit at something is like the worst <clears throat> possible. Worse than worse than not turning up would be to turn up and be bad. So I had to change that thinking. And you did, and so quickly too. Yes, I did. Yeah. Thank you for your support. So proud of you. Yeah, thank you for your support <laughs> in doing that. Um, focus on the things you can control. So instead of worrying about aspects of the situation that you have no power over, focus your energy on things that you can control. So what could you control then? If we're still using the example of the fitness test, are you over? Are you? <laughs> um, no, I just I can't think of anything else. So it's kind of a well, nice one to use. Well, that's because it's the most recent thing. Most yeah. recent. Yeah. So what could? And actually, this is a great example of this is how I use, this is how I thought about it. What did I do to think differently? Yeah. The thing that I knew I could control was um, uh, doing it. I, I knew I knew I could push I knew I could push my body. Yeah. What I can't control is how quickly I can get through those yeah. reps. I didn't feel like that was in my control. I can't con- control the outcome, which is the the time that it takes me to do it, but I knew that I could break it down and I could get through it and I could stay committed to it. So I was kind of like that's all I'm wanting to do in this situation is do it. Finish yeah. it. Is finish it. Uh, plan ahead. When you are facing a challenge that might trigger your fear of failing, work on developing alternative plans just in case your initial efforts don't go as planned. Mm. Having a plan B or a plan C can help you feel less anxious and more secure. We didn't really get that option, though, did we? Not so much. <laughs> and then redefine <laughs> failure. This is really important. So change how you think about failure. Yeah. Um, failure is a part of life and can be an important opportunity to learn and acquire new skills. Yes, it can be disappointing, but maintaining a healthy perspective, uh, you know, towards that experience of failing will reduce the fear that you have about failing. Yeah, but like, I guess, what was that one? Reword it or re... Reframe it. Yeah, reframe it. That's so important because... Like in this case with the fitness test, sorry if you're over that, (laughs) to do it slow is not failing, you know, Mm. so you reworded that. It was just the fact that it's not the outcome you wanted, Mm. but you obviously went through all of those steps Mm. and thought about what is failure, 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 Mm. (laughs) what is failure, maybe perhaps not turning up when you can. Mm. But you turned up and you did it anyway. Yes. So that's success. Yes. And that's, and that's redefining it. Yep. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. So that's um, so that's kind of my little fear of. I, that's the strongest one for me is fear of failure. So it's yeah. still something I'm working through. We all know, not if this is the first time you've listened to this, but if you've listened to a few podcasts before, you'll know that I'm currently working very hard <laughs> on uh, changing this very perfectionist coping style that I have and uh, so and honestly like you you had not much time to work through that 
week and a half. Like we had, yeah, that's how much notice we had. So you couldn't train for this. Like, you know, they say you could put steps in, in place. You can't, you couldn't do that because mm. what are you going to train in a week and a half? Mm. Nothing. Mm. Like you can't. Well, the only thing you'll do is risk overtraining and then not being exactly. able to Exactly. Like this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So because you know about fitness, you know that there was that yeah. there was nothing you could do at this point, you yeah. know, because it was too close. But you did that so quickly. Yeah. Thanks, friend. Yeah. Like, I was... Because I remember, you you know, like, I thought I'd lost you in terms of you, like, she's not going to do it. But you were literally... You, like, turned around within a day. Mm. couple, maybe. Yeah. Mm. And, like, a lot of people on the team were like that. So you weren't alone. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to anyone else who has had an intense fear of failing but has chosen to turn up anyway. Yeah. Because, actually... It's really hard. And that's success in itself. Oh, Ellen, look at that. She's very good, isn't she? She's very good. What? What's your fear of? <laughs> and you're going to be like, like, your time to share. I'm sick of hey, sharing. Yeah, you're I'm sick of sharing. Yeah. Well, mine was fear of uncertainty, wasn't it? Is mm-hmm. that what I said to you, eh? Yeah, pretty sure. Pretty sure that's your thing. Um, my research doesn't uh, isn't as in depth as yours. I'm more going to speak on the fact that I know I've got a fear of uncertainty <laughs> and how I cope with it. And I can talk about where it comes from a bit. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. What did you, okay. you come up with? Do you have a fear of uncertainty? Mm, I never used to. I think there might be a little bit now. But it's not yeah. about me right now. So you <laughs> tell us about fear of uncertainty. We both yes, share. we can. We can. <laughs> what is, Are you feeling vulnerable? A <laughs> little bit, yeah. A little bit. Um, fear of, of uncertainty. So when the brain is constantly trying to predict what will happen next, allowing it to prepare the body and mind in the most effective way possible, Um but that can be debilitating when it's like that all the time, even for really minor things. So I think there's like mm. a healthy, um, there's a bit of a spectrum, you know, like having fear of uncertainty based on, I don't know, you're walking through a, a very dangerous part of town, then probably quite good to have that fight or flight mm. feeling come through. But it's more when it's like coming up with small little things like, um, Oh, what's tomorrow going to look like? Say I've got a mm. course. What is it tomorrow going to When am I going to have the time to have lunch? Like, mm. am I going to have time to have lunch? What time mm. are we going to do this? You know, like, that's that's where it becomes, it gets in the way of your life. So you're kind of on edge yeah. for everything. Yeah. So I don't, that's not me, though. Like, I don't think I've got that, that extreme. No. Um, but I've got it in some cases. For example, um, what would be like... I think in general I'm a, I'm a planner, mm. so I like to know what's going to happen and I like to visualise things. So if something's going to happen or if something's new, I like to visualise it and kind of plan it. And it's hard if I can't plan it. Oh. You know what I mean? So what I do, for example, and this is where it gets straining, for example, there's like five different scenarios that things could happen in my mind, I will plan every single scenario in detail. Mm. And that's not good for my head. Well, how it? do you have any head space left for anything else? Well, it just means that I don't sleep. Yeah. So I wake up in the middle of the night, say 3 a.m., and I'm just thinking mm. about what if this happens? <gasps> what if that happens? I need to plan this and this and this and mm. this. So my therapist told me to, and I think I maybe I said last time, to do things like um, having a notebook next to me and writing things down, which has been helpful. But I think probably the most helpful thing she's given me was to, which is also what I found on my um, 
my quote mark research, this is just Googling, um, kind of think about, kind of question your assumptions. So like, mm. how logical is this, that this is going to happen? You know, like, mm. do you need to go in that much depth or am I being irrational? Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is it like... Because the thought of things happening in a way that you haven't visualized... Yeah. Is that the fear that drives you to plan and get into the details of it yeah, and stuff? Because you feel yeah. like you can't cope with... What if something happens, but I haven't factored for that? Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, this is a very minor one. I don't love scary movies. Mm -hmm. Don't really, because mm -hmm. they scare me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, if I go to the movies, so I've done this before, maybe last year, with my friends, because some of them really like scary movies, so I still want to hang out with them, so I still go, I'll um, Google the end. Mm. Yeah, so that I know what's going to happen. I know who's going to die, what's mm. going to happen. Mm. So that throughout, I'm not too scared because I know this person's going to survive. This person's going to go through this, you know? How would you deal with the surprise <laughs> birthday party? Fine, because I wouldn't know what's coming up. But even if I did know, it would be fine. Mm. Like, I don't I don't think that bothers me. It's more if, like, if there was a big life change, for example, if I had to move overseas yeah. for whatever reason, yeah. I'd want to know how it's going to look like in my head so that I can actually think about it and plan ahead. But if I was to ask my therapist, where does that come from? She would say it's based on my childhood. The okay. fact that I had to um, take off. So when we moved to New Zealand... We didn't have a lot of notice, so we had to take off at a very short notice. So, of course, as, like, a teenager, I was kind of, you know, like, the, the rug was swept under me. Mm. And I had to leave my friends. I had to pack and I had to do all these things. So we didn't have a lot of notice. So we had to leave really quickly. Mm. So that kind of feeling and that fear. You never want to experience again. Exactly. So my body, and without me even realizing, and I only really, mm. I only really realized that and until she told me. She was mm. like, well, it makes sense because you did go through that. And I was like, Sus, this is why mm. you get paid the big bucks. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I'm sorry, but like psychologists are yeah. worth every cent. They are so yeah. good at what they do. Yeah. If wow. you've got the means, like I know it's I know it's a big, big expense. If you've got the means, fuck, I recommend mm. that big time. Because mm. I remember being like, oh, it makes so much more sense. And then when you've got that kind of like, it's normal that you feel like this and it's normal that you do these things based on this. That in itself is like priceless. Yeah. Because all of a sudden you feel like everything that you feel and that you do is justified yeah. and you're not crazy. Because was there a part of you that recognised maybe you sort of plan more than yeah. your peers and, and there was a part of that where you sort of like kind of felt bad about it like as in you were sort of like why I don't feel like this is normal or why do I have to plan so much um, or why is everyone else so kind of like laid back and I you know I, I think I just kind of knew that that was just me but I knew that it could become a flaw in some moments so in terms of like my past job project management that's where I maximised it, right? Yeah. Because I had to manage and plan everything and have to come up with worst-case scenarios and how much is that going to cost and are you going to put that into the budget 
Yeah. You know, like if, for example, this is boring chat for you probably, but for example, if there's like a one in a thousand chance of an earthquake happening, mm-hmm. you would, um, for this building, you would price that up and then put that in the contingency and maybe put, like it depends on what it is, maybe 1% or 10% of that so that you plan ahead for all kind of big risks, mm-hmm. if that was a big risk, which mm-hmm. it used to be in Christchurch. Yeah. yeah. So in that job, it was great. It wasn't a flaw. But in other areas, it is a flaw when it's keeping me awake at night. Mm, I wonder if you would have been as enthusiastic about project management had, I not. had you not had this life experience. I don't know. I don't know. That's aye, a good question. Aye, I've never aye. thought of that. Getting I very deep, aren't we? thought of that. I don't know. Well, I honestly don't know. I think... I think probably mm. based also on um, the relationship I have with my mum, like I was kind of sometimes the parent sometimes. Mm. So that in itself meant that I needed to, in my head, plan ahead and know what's going to happen. Yeah. So I think I think you're right, though. Like that has shaped me into becoming this, um, I guess, when I was a project manager, so making this my career, and had I been in your product review environment, had I been in a different um, country, not moved at a young age at a short notice and maybe different um, family environment, probably not. Mm. What would I be? <laughs> um, I think you would be... Oh, interesting. Uh, I think you would be a park ranger. What the f- I can see you outdoors... <laughs> And amongst the pine, um, no, I mean You're yourself. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like yourself and Quinn should definitely go for coffee. What um, Quinn is like because half my age. Because be like, who is this old fart? He'll be like, please help me understand what I'm parented by. How do I cope? How do I cope when Maybe I'm when a planner older and, and she's it. not? <laughs> How do I cope with a parent like that? Oh, I can give him lots of tips. Tips and tricks. But I've given you tips on how to deal with them. Yeah, yeah. You know. That's true. That's true. When I complain that he's too needy, Nat's like, well, you know, maybe he just would like to know what's happening a little bit more. I'm like, what? (laughs) Don't you like spontaneity? (laughs) On the fly. (laughs) I do say, okay, Dad, to him a lot. (laughs) Okay, Dad. He's like, are you going to put that away? I'm like, okay, Dad. What, like tidying up the house? Oh, I don't know. Sometimes he's just, no, he doesn't tidy, but like, <laughs> I don't know, like I would have put my jacket, you know, down or something and he'll be like, what are you going to do with that? And oh my, like, really? Yeah, I don't know. I think he's just real controlling. <laughs> <laughs> this is my youngest. Mm. I wonder what he, what, what, you know, how his career will kind of shape up. Project manager, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Hey, Quinn, doesn't have to be in construction, can be in anything. Yeah, this project the managers out there for everything. We it. are needed in this world for people like your mother. <laughs> this is this is why we work, you know? You and I. Balance yeah, each other absolutely. out. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, what else have you got on uncertainty? Uh, do your research, but that's what I kind of, well, that's what they say. Like, do your research. So how, um, for example, had I, like, if, if you've got this big, big fear of what's going to happen, do your research so that that fear kind of diminishes and it goes down. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yep. But I think also you can overdo that. Yeah, interesting, because I was going to say, oh, that's... Okay, so instead of kind of, you know, sort of like loosening the reins and just sort of, you know, kind of 
being a bit more relaxed and going with whatever happens, it's sort of encouraging you to get the knowledge so that you're less anxious about that uncertainty. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I think there's moments where you can put yourself, um, consciously put yourself in, do you know what, I'm just going to let this one flow. Mm. So that would be dealing with that fear of uncertainty. But I think if you do it knowingly, mm. you know, like, okay, this time I'm not actually going to... But then it's hard. You can't be like, I'm not going to think about it. Well, you and know what? like awake at 3 The thing is, from what you're describing, you could potentially be the type of person that would end up as a bridezilla. Yeah, but I was not. So that was a <laughs> conscious decision on your part. When I was 10, ten years old. <laughs> 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 From that, that never party, again am I'm I going to expect a party to be <laughs> decent in any way. I don't ever want to be disappointed with that again. Yeah, expectations real low. The thing is, if you're someone that's planning your wedding or that's, you know, about whatever, um, if you expect, if you, all that matters is that you have fun. Mm-hmm. As the bride and as the groom. It's all that matters that you have and you have a good time. It's for mm. you. It's not for your mum, mm. your mother's friend's child. It's just for you mm. at the end of the day. You know, mm. you don't need to show off. You don't need to. It's just mm. you've got to be happy. And I think that's what I put it down to. Mm. So like, if you're having a good time, and that vibe carries it's, out yeah, it does. You know, to everyone yeah. else as well. But you're right. like the best time. Although you had to look after Greg. <laughs> Wasn't it the best time? It was Greg had the best time of his life. <laughs> I had to drag him out like a child. I had to dance him out. Yep. It was a whole I helped Jess get Greg out by dancing him out of the room. Covert <laughs> operation. Yep. Yeah, he, he you know what? Okay, to, let's dance that way. To his to his credit, like he he loves to party. You know, like and as in, he's, he's great at it, and he's so happy. Yeah. he's just, he's just so happy, <laughs> and um, you know, and, yeah. And he was so, he was so gutted to be taken away from their <laughs> wedding. And um, I was opening the gym the next day. That's why I had to leave. Like, and that means early, early yeah, rise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, so that's why I had to leave at sort of a decent hour. So, um, yeah. And he was, he was not, he was didn't not. Did he impressed. hide the keys or something from you? Oh no, he didn't tell you where he parked he the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is like in Sumner. <laughs> like, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, it was um, it was a great time, and um, you know, so nice for you to not have, uh, to not need to kind of be on top of everything in that moment. So you could just kind of be present and enjoy it, and yeah, you know, all of that. It's interesting. You talked about, um, you know, you what helps you is um, visualizing what will happen. Yeah, you know, so you like to kind of look ahead and sort of um, imagine what will happen. I struggle to imagine what will happen. I'm not, I, I don't tend to kind of like think ahead and imagine how things will happen because... You've that before. I yeah, I like, to, I like to kind of um, sort of deal with it in the moment a little bit more. Because if you can't visualise, you need it right there to be able to visualise it. Yeah, and yeah. I get just, you know, kind of like even even a week ahead feels a very, very long way away. So it's, so you know, and I think that's probably why I've put off um, booking, you know, to go to the World Cup as well. It's sort of like, but it's so far away. Like, this sounds so morbid, but like, what if I'm not even alive then? Like, why bother 
like planning ahead, you never know what will happen. You never know. Yeah. I think you know. It, no, I it, get it. Carlos is agreeing. Much yeah, just I'm, yeah. I'm probably more. I said this to Laura, one of my best friends, and she said it's so cool because um, you know you're often very in the moment. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't tend, I don't tend to think about the past too much, and I don't tend to think about the future. The downside of being very in the moment, great when you're in a good mood, like things are well. When you're not, it's really hard to imagine things getting better. Oh, true. And it's really hard to look back and go. There's evidence that I've been through a tough time and I've come out on top. So you're kind of in, you're, you're in the moment, but the mm. moment's not good. That's the downside. Yeah, I see that. So there's, yeah, there's downsides to both sides, really. Yes, and I guess it's just how much does it impact with your life? Exactly, because that's the thing. You can use it to your own strength, right? Like mm. for me to be able to do research and, and look into something deeply is great as long as it doesn't get into the way of me being able to sleep and function mm. and all of that. And also not miss the moment. Yeah, because yeah, if you're too. if you're yeah. always thinking about what could potentially come up yeah, and needing to plan and visualise, then how much energy do you have to actually notice what's going on around you? Like the changing leaves on the tree. That's what I've got you around. For example. <laughs> That's what I remind you to do. Yep. Look, Nat. Actually, I did say to Greg the other day, why are there buds on this tree? We're going into winter. And he's like, what? Walking. <laughs> <laughs> and he felt like he'd taken the toddler out for a walk. <laughs> do you know, um, probably like about once every couple of weeks, maybe sometimes even more often, every time we're in the car driving home, it's just like, aren't cars incredible? Like we're in these little boxes and we're all just we're all just driving around and we're just going to we're into these like little moving boxes. Isn't that crazy? And I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> like, and then honestly, last week I was like, you said the same like a week ago, and he's like, yeah, but they're insane. We've come up with these like cars, and like you and I are going to this destination, and these people are going wherever, and we're all just moving and doing our own thing, and we've got our own little climate. In this car, like I can set it to twenty degrees, and that's its own climate. And I'm like, good bloody chat. That's <laughs> so. interesting because if you think about that, someone else could put the aircon on in winter and be freezing, exactly. and that's their world. That's microclimate right in there. That is. They like the cold. She likes the warm. I'm gonna think about that the next time I'm driving. Honestly, you and Essie just spend more time together. You would like talk for hours. I don't think anyone would ever listen. come up for you. I'll be honest. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I think we'd go deep, 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 and then two days later, you'd be like, you going to go home? Are you going to eat? Are you going to... Yeah, I'll tell you, you're going to go home. Time for you yeah. to leave. Um, um, <laughs> your Uber's here. I've organised one for you. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so that's kind of, that's a bit of... So we both have a couple fears, but a little bit different from each other. Pros and cons on both sides, really. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know which I would pick if I had to pick one. I don't think you I would one. probably pick neither. No. Uh, yeah. However, that's that's not the case. So um, I think the crux of it is that you're aware of it, talking to the listeners, you're aware of it and you manage it. Because you can't let go, like you can't yeah. let go of it. Like yeah. I'm always going to have a fear of uncertainty based on my past, based on my childhood, so I manage it. Mm. 
My therapist manages it for me. <laughs> Helps me manage it. She's like, well, that's normal based on that. And I'm like, how did you make that connection? It's though? incredible. How? It? It's actually, it's, it blows my mind. Do you think about mind. her brain? Like, like oh. I'm always like, how did you like... How did you do? I guess they've seen so many different scenarios and they're like, you're not that special. Well, I mean, they study. Yeah, true. Yeah. This might be new to you, but it's certainly not seen new it. to me. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Textbook, I've seen this in fear a textbook. of uncertainty <laughs> sitting across me right now. I mean, they. Uh, the thing is that they go through a huge amount of study. Yeah. And, you know, the selection process to even go into that postgraduate study is pretty pretty extreme as in not many people actually get to go go and become psychologists so they're 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 pretty special at what they do yeah preach to the psychologists (laughs) out there as we've said before big fans big fans of of our psychologists Um, do you know what we didn't do at the start i didn't even ask you what you've been up to and how you've been because i think it's this tuesday this is yeah. Well, you know, yeah, because like, how's your for week us been? Tuesday, yeah, is kind of like how's how's your day and a half been? Yeah, how's, how's that your been? La- how's your last day and a half? Well, been? how's your last since we last recorded? Maybe uh, since last we Friday. last recorded, pretty. I think pretty quiet weekend. It's hard to even remember. Um, uh, what have you been up to? <laughs> Let me think. Well, we both did shapes training, so... Oh, yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's yep. just, it was just an online thing for this class that's uh, new, coming back onto Lesnos. It's boring chat. But, it, yeah, we both did that. So we did that together. And yes. I had this filter on, because it's on Teams, right? I had this filter on <laughs> um, of good. this fancy house, right? And Jess thinks that I'm house-sitting. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I was like, do you like my house? She's like, I actually thought you were house-sitting. True, I did. Do you know Holly said that she thought I'd had, like, got a new curtains and my couch looked really nice in the back? I was like, sis, my house does not look like this. Wait till I turn the filter off. All of a sudden, Nat's in a place where she's like by the beach and she's got this incredible view. She's got a whole lot of new furniture and flooring mm. and a lot more space. Yeah, and I was like, she didn't tell me she was house-sitting. <laughs> I think Polly thought the same as well. For but no, she said she thought my house looked really fancy, mm. and that she was like, "Geez, I should ask her how much she charges her her clients because she's a PT as well." <laughs> That's very funny. That's actually very funny. Until I like move around a bit, and you can see it's all like jittery around. Yeah, when you started moving, I was like, "Oh, that's the background." <laughs> anyway, I'm on to you. That. <laughs> I'm on to you. <laughs> well, my background was so boring otherwise. It was just the wall. The really cool thing is that um, so there were a large number of people that did this um, uh, sort of training upskill, you know, and yeah. uh, I, I logged on with my video on and then, uh, you know, at, at, at some point you sort of see that actually a number of people haven't got their video on. So, you know, at some point you, I, I was kind of like, well, I'm going to turn that video off because I might want to scratch my nose or, you know, kind of, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever Whereas I, I want just to do. wanted to show off my house to everyone. Nat never turned a video on, <laughs> off. She never turned a video off, and I swear she at one point was the only person with it on. It's not true. That is a bloody lie. She's lying to you. Don't ever trust me. I what ended she up says. with a split screen of the person <laughs> taking picked. the trainer. You, yeah, because you, you would have picked. No, I didn't. The, 
No, I definitely was never the only one because I could see everyone else's dress. I think it was your view. Oh, you really? had your favourite person in the world, me, and the speaker. I just wanted to check out her house a little bit more. <laughs> my new house. Yeah. I'm a house sitting. If I had a house like this, I'd invite you over all the time. What a fancy house, eh? You don't need a fancy house oh. to have people over. It is never, it's never about... I mean, you're welcome over any time if they, you want the invite. Listen, they, it's always about, do you make people feel welcome? That can be, you know, in a tent. It can be in a penthouse. It's not about, you If know, I lived in a tent, I don't think you'd come over. You'd be too cold. Not when it's raining, I wouldn't, I'll be honest. Exactly. Yeah. So when I have a fancy house, you can come over more often. When's the last time you went camping? Oh, since I was a child. Really? I really love camping, but Essie really doesn't. <laughs> so that's why we have a... What about you? Um, yeah, I also don't like camping. Um, so, so I'm, when's the last I'm time? with Essie on that one. Um, the, last t- the last time we went camping, we did something called glamping. Oh, yeah. Um, and because uh, I think for Greg, he sort of felt like that was... You know, a nice balance between what he wanted, which was yeah, to nice. essentially go bush, and um, <laughs> what I wanted, which is, you know, to stay in a six-star hotel. And uh, we did it in Italy, and um, I am such a brat. I complained the whole time. Oh, my God, I'm geez. such a brat. I'm such a brat. And, uh, yep, so that's my story. Um, previous to that, I do um, – I did a safari in – South Africa in Kruger, and um, we ended up um, sort of staying overnight in tents and stuff. Now, the only thing with that is that during the night, like any time you needed to, um, you know, kind of pee, whatever, um, it's not you that there aren't pulled loos out, you know, kind of on on a safari so ride. So you pee. So you need to kind of I don't know add a tree, go behind the truck or behind the tent, oh, wow. you know all that stuff. That but you, you need to you need to wake up the ranger. I think that's what oh they're called. Um, because you've got you know like hyenas and you know like wild animals and stuff like that. So you need to wake them up so that they can guard you while you pee. I remember lying there and going, okay, so I can wake this guy up and you know probably live, or if I just go out quickly. If I just go out quickly, you know, and... Oh, that's um, how you die. That's literally how you die. But that's what I did. I just shot around to the oh back of the tent. Oh, my God, My heart was so racing. Annoying. Racing. And I was like, If Gosh. I was in charge, I would find you so annoying. I didn't, yeah. So I, I didn't wake them up or anything, but... Um, you want to die? Die. <laughs> it was the risk I took. Well... She's lived. She's lived, everybody. And that's why I don't camp. And that's why you're but right. That's, yeah, I, come to see I, I reckon. I reckon. When it comes to camping, it comes down to the experiences you've had. Because mm. I have had some good experiences camping, and I think that's why I like it. Because I've got okay. good memories. Okay. You know. Yep. Whereas, see, I don't think I had good experience, or like it wasn't like that comfortable, or whatever. You know. Mm. Anyway, we need to wrap up. Mm. <laughs> uh, another week, another potty. Join us on Instagram at Babes Listen. Um, toodles from Nat and Huru from Jess. Thank you, Nat. <laughs> Otherwise, you don't say anything. No, I don't. I get awkward. <laughs> That's true. Okay, bye. <laughs>